Well, let's um, go ahead and open in a word of prayer. I just thank you, Father, that um, you have brought us to this place. And I don't believe that any woman here is here by accident. I believe you have a word of life for each and every one of us here. You see our lives. You know our feelings. You even know what it feels like to live in a world such as we have. And so, Father, thank you. We come to you as our source of help and hope. Thank you that we can find a different way of walking out every day, not in stress, but finding your place of rest. Show us the way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I have a question for you. It's kind of a musical question. What's the tempo of your life? Anybody ever take piano lessons or were you in band or anything like that? Okay. So you know that every song has a particular tempo. And we can go through whether it's Vivace or Largo. Those are on the opposite ends of the spectrum. So what is your tempo? What do you function at? Are you like... Every day? Every minute of every day? Or are you... That might be too slow. <laughs> I'm not sure. Or is there just kind of a steady rhythm and a tempo that we we don't fluctuate when things go wrong. We don't slow down when things get bad. We just keep functioning at a regular pace. My husband is one of the most even keel people I know. And so when I'm up here, he just kind of brings me right down to level again, right? Or if I'm way down here, he knows he can pull me up. So, ladies, we're emotional, right? And it's not a curse. I know your husband might think it is, but it's not a curse. It's who we are and we're wired. So everything that happens in our lives, quite honestly, we have a choice. And I like to say we have a choice to respond and not always react. Sometimes the reactions are not healthy, let's say. Um, one thing that happens if we live our life with all the stress that causes us to live our life at this tempo 24-7, first of all, you don't sleep very well. How are you going to sleep if you never slow the tempo down? And I mean, we can be, we can slow down what we're doing out here. We might find a place of, I'm just going to sit down and have a cup of coffee in the middle of the day. That's my, kind of my little way of, of slowing things down a little bit. But what's going on on the inside? Maybe that's still going like this. For me, when I'm stressed out and there's a lot of things going on in my life, I, I think I'm going to, I feel like a baby, a newborn baby, I wake up every two and a half hours. <laughs> and so what I've learned to do, and I call it my fireside chats. I, we have a gas fireplace. I, I go downstairs, flip the fireplace on, I sit down, and I just have to have that time to help my tempo line up with God and begin to listen to him. And sometimes it's when... Things are really hard. Sometimes it's when things are exciting. 
Um, but for me, stress shows up in my sleeping patterns. My husband said it was a menopause. Maybe that was too, but I'm not sure. So um, I, I'm just trying to say, hey, I'm walking through this. I picked this study because I need it. And according to statistics, you need it too. <laughs> All right. So I guess another question is, are you enjoying your life? Are you enjoying your life? I love that Joyce Meyer, her little ministry title really is enjoying everyday life. She made a determination at some point in her life that she was going to do whatever it took to really enjoy her life. And you'll notice she always comes back to that. But are we so stressed out that every day's a chore, life sucks the joy out of you, and peace has been gone for a long time? I remember when our four kids were little, um, my oldest had turned five when our youngest was born, and we had four. So we had actually four in diapers for a short time. And um, there were days when I thought, this is crazy, and our house was loud, and we had three boys, and Amy's our only daughter, and people would call the house and say, man, your house is loud. I said, I know, this is my life. And you know, the funny thing about it, that there were some hard days, um, but I miss those days. I really do. So young moms, sometimes we get a little focused on, this is never going to change. Oh, it will. It will. It will. And sometimes even um, when the kids are older, we think, oh, this teenager is never going to change. They will. The situation changes. But can we, can we, instead of saying, oh, we're going through the terrible twos, can we say we're going through the terrific twos? But you know what? It's a choice. Can we enjoy every stage in our lives? You know, I said this at the retreat that life is not a sprint, but it's a marathon. And it's a journey that we go through different seasons in our life. I think the good thing about seasons is, is that they change. <laughs> so I don't believe that, you know, I think the devil wants you to think that you're going to get stuck in a season and it's never going to change. That is not true. But here's the thing. When we're dealing with people in our lives that you say, um, they're causing me a lot of stress, they may never change. And guess what? You can't change them. But God will change you. And he will grace you. He will empower you. He will give you insight. And you will make it through. Because your happiness, your lack of stress does not depend on that person to change. Otherwise, you have empowered them to dictate how you're going to live your life. The temple of your life. Your responses. Your reactions. And we never want to do that. They get to make choices the same way that you do. So let's just talk a little bit about stressors. You know, I was doing a little studying just on the Internet to say, okay, what's, what's the buzz out there? Because, you know, stress, I don't know that anybody hasn't heard some kind of commercial, some kind of, you know, suggestion about how are we supposed to deal with stress in our lives. Apparently, everybody has it. So... What I, what I saw, and I think there's probably some truth to this, I'm not a clinical psychologist and I haven't studied this out, so I'm just going to throw some of this out and see if you can relate to it. Stressors in life are usually centered around one or more of these things. Just think about it. A personal relationship, money, a job situation, 
or health concerns or money. <laughs> okay, I put that in there twice. A personal relationship, money, a job situation, which might be your husband's job situation or the lack thereof, or a job that is stressful to you, are health concerns. So you know what I want you to do? And I, I hate majoring on the negative, but we're going to move beyond the negative. But let's just take a moment to just breathe and see if God would not show you, and I believe he will, what is, what is one of the main things that stresses you out in your life? If you could narrow it down to one main thing, ask them, what gets me worried and anxious and stresses me out? Just take a moment. Okay, if God showed you something, I believe that we're going to be able to release it in a way that that is going to be different for you today. I believe we're going to be able to put on a set of a pair of glasses that's going to give you a new view, a new way of looking, a new way of responding, a new way of handling. So have you ever heard this adage, if money can fix it, it's not a problem? But maybe money's the problem, <laughs> right? Um, I already said, if it depends on a person changing, then we need to release that person and trust the Holy Spirit is the only person who can actually make a change in this person's heart. And if they never change, he will help you to be able to change to the point where God will empower you to be able to respond in his ways. And some of these are just situational Maybe a husband doesn't have a job or it's a transitional period. Um, having children is supposed to be one of the stressors. It changes. Anything that, uh, that produces a change in what we consider our normal way of living can be a possible stressor, as they say. And some of our situations you cannot take back. Some of our situations... Um, you know, if we had a do-over, we might do it differently. But how are we going to move on beyond that as well? So contrary to popular belief, apparently there is a difference between stress and anxiety. Stress comes from the pressures we feel in life as we are pushed by work or tasks that put us under pressure. And I think pressure is a really good word here. Pressure... Um, let me just ask this. How many of you received an Instant Pot for Christmas? <laughs> I'm the only one? Oh, you've got one. Anybody else have one? Like a pressure cooker. Instant Pot is an actual brand. Sorry. Yeah. Well, that was kind of like the hot item because I went to buy one for my daughter and they were all gone. So apparently a lot of people received them this Christmas as I did. But um, what, I, what I learned is that a pressure cooker... Uh, there's such a high level of pressure in there. It's scary because if you don't read the manual properly, you can literally blow this thing up. 
or hurt yourself because steam is very, very, um, you know, can burn you just as much as fire. And so I was kind of scared of this thing, you know, sitting there and it's building in pressure, building in pressure. And after an hour or so of, of cooking, I was supposed to release the pressure. And man, it just went, now the pot's about this big. And I think the pressure released about over a minute. I was like, Oh my goodness, there's so much pressure in there. But I think that's kind of what happens in our lives. Situations and people or whatever we're dealing with begins to build up pressure inside of us. And man, if you don't release some pressure, you might blow. And that's not a good thing, is it? So we're going to learn how to deal with that so we don't, so that we're not like an instant pot um, gone wrong. All right? We don't want to blow here. So pressure, though, on our minds and our body and what happens is that you have a physical reaction to that, and that's uh, quite possibly why we experience other symptoms um, related to our health. It can change your um, blood pressure. Um, there's a really a, an awful list. Like I said, I don't like to major on these, but everything from rapid heartbeats and insomnia, irritability, inability to concentrate, fear of being crazy, feeling unreal and not in control of your actions, um, which is very interesting to me. Those things can actually be as a result of being under this stress, your body responding. Because if you're living your life at this tempo... And we're always moving, moving, moving under a place of stress. Um, you are actually drawing from adrenaline in your body. And I have a story on that. When I first started working here, um, the change happened like overnight. I said to Dory, who had been here for 20-some years, I said, okay, so you're sticking around, right, to train me a little bit? She goes, oh, the Holy Spirit will show you what to do. And she was gone. She was gone. <laughs> now, I also know that over the year or so before she retired, she had this plan that she was kind of grooming me, and I didn't even know it. But she was, you know, mentoring, and, and I, I'm so thankful for that. But, boy, when she was gone, she was gone. And for the first couple of weeks, I didn't realize how stressed out I was. Because, honestly, stress is actually fear. I was, there was a huge fear of failure. There was a huge fear of, of how, how can I fill these shoes, you know, this wonderful woman of God. I don't know anything. Oh, I know something, but I don't know enough. You know, you go through this whole thing where you're beating yourself up. And I did not realize how stressed I was at that point. Because, you know, I'm, I'm, supposed to be, I'm supposed to be trusting in God. But here's what happened. About two weeks in, I was driving home, and I could not stay awake. I was falling asleep at the wheel at 3.30 in the afternoon, and I literally had to pull off to the side of the... I found an empty parking lot in a bowling alley, <laughs> and I, I had to sleep for 20 minutes in my car so I could get home safely. And I called my son-in-law, Josh, who is a, a pediatric nurse, and he's just our go-to guy for health things like that. I said, what's going on? He said... Well, you just depleted your adrenals. I've been running on adrenaline for so long. There was nothing left in the tank. That's called stress. And that is a very physical reaction. So, okay, God, how are we going to deal with this? How am I going to be able to drive home every day? <laughs> do what you're calling me to do without carrying the pressure that I was feeling. Now, where was the pressure coming from? Not from God. 
Maybe it was coming from outside sources, but it was mostly coming from me, right? And we have to get over this performance anxiety, like I have to do everything right before God can bless me, because that's not grace. Grace says, I'll give you the favor that you don't even deserve, but I love you. I love you just the way you are. And um, I praise God I can get home these days, so I've had to walk through some of this. All right, so let's talk a little bit more about stress is caused by an existing stress-causing factor, which we just talked about. Anxiety, on the other hand, is stress that continues even after the stressor is gone. It's still a feeling of anxiousness. Stress can come from any situation or thought that makes you feel frustrated, angry, nervous, or anxious. But what is stressful to one person may not necessarily be stressful to another. Anxiety is a feeling of apprehension of fear and is almost always accompanied by feelings of impending doom. Hmm. Not seeing hope for the future. That, I think, can be perpetuated by that. I, I believe it's just one of Satan's most effective um, lies that he tells you that this situation is never going to change. It's never going to end. That is a lie. That is a lie. God has a way to change even the most unchanging situations. The source of this uneasiness is not always even known or recognized, which can add to your stress. Stress is the way your body and mind react to something that upsets our normal balance of life. So it's actually kind of a response when we feel frightened or threatened. During stressful events, our adrenal glands release adrenaline, a hormone which activates your body's defense, causing your heart to pound, blood pressure to rise, muscles to tense, and the pupils of your eyes to dilate. I think it's amazing that our bodies respond. And, and not uh, when we need it for fight or flight, that it's there for that, but it's not designed to live our lives, just draining our adrenals every day. A principal indication of increased stress is an escalation in your pulse rate, but it can cause constant ache, aches and pains, heart palpitations, anxiety, chronic fatigue, crying, over or under eating, frequent infections, and decrease in your sexual desire. We're not going to go there together, but just throwing it out there. All right, it, they could be indications that you are under stress. So, Research shows that women with children have higher levels of stress. That's not a surprise either. But um, anxiety, on the other hand, is a feeling of unease. Everybody experiences it when you're facing a stressful situation. For example, maybe before an exam or an interview or a doctor's appointment, if you have some issues going. It's normal to feel some kind of anxiety, but even after the situation has been resolved or has moved on, if you still feel anxious... That's another level of, um, begins to affect you in many different ways. Okay, enough of that, all right? Um, I'm not interested in masking symptoms of stress here. And I'm not interested in even studying all the clinical answers, although they could be, there could be some that are helpful. But, and I, so I'm not interested in learning how to cope with stress. I'm interested in finding out how Jesus has redeemed us from stress and how we can trade in stress for his rest. Amen? Anybody else interested in that? Here's a funny verse. God says that we labor to enter into rest. Now, aren't they just two opposing words? I'm working to rest. 
I'm laboring to enter into rest. But I think it's because our human nature fights that whole idea that I can live my life at a place of peace and rest and not react, overreact, and allow life to dictate to me how I'm going to live my life. So let's labor together <laughs> knowing that there is a place of rest. And I want to say this. You say, rest? Who's got time for rest? I've got this responsibility. I've got kids. I've got grandkids. We've got, you know, all this stuff going on in our family. And as a mom and as a wife and as a, as a responsible woman of God, we take care of our responsibilities. That also glorifies God. But let me just say, rest is not doing nothing. Rest is doing everything you need to do without this heightened sense of anxiety and stress. It's doing it out of a place of peace. And shh. A couple years ago, I was asked to speak at Access. I was so excited. I said, I love that age group. And there was a particular message that they asked me to, to give. And I had already done um, maybe two or three different messages on this topic. So I thought, oh, I've got this, you know. I, I like my notes, and I really wanted to make sure I said certain things. So I began looking for this particular teaching that I remembered that I had done. And um, for me, 45 minutes equals 14 pages front and back. So I have a lot of notes. I don't always stick with them, but I want my scriptures there. I pray through a lot of that stuff. And so that day, we had a huge glitch in the whole system here, the whole um, internet system, and, and our files and documents were gone. They were gone. And I had been so busy that I didn't really take the time ahead of time to pull this up. It's the day of. And I'm supposed to be speaking that night. And all of a sudden, I felt myself go, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I don't really have time. And I heard the Holy Spirit just said, shh, stay quiet. So I'm okay, okay. Felt like I got back on track. Okay, Lord, I'm going to just trust you. I'm going to trust you. He says, just trust me. It's going to be okay. But I need my notes. It's going to be okay. Just stay quiet before me. So all day, I'm thinking, should I sit down and start writing notes? He goes, shh, don't worry. It's going to be okay. Well, access meets Thursday nights. And about 4.30 in the afternoon, suddenly... My notes appear on my desk. IT had found it. They had to go through all this stuff to do it. I went, praise the Lord, yay, praise God. Guess what happened? I got up to teach that night. I never once looked at my notes. God had it. He had a whole different message. It came out completely differently, but it came from a different place because shh, it came from a place of quiet. It came from a place of trust. It came from a place of peace, and there is power in that, ladies. There is power in that. But that kind of peace and that kind of rest only is found in the truth of the word of God. And can I say, there is no rest without Jesus. There is no true rest without Jesus. I love vacations. I love when we go sailing, we get, do the getaway thing. But quite honestly, there's no rest with, if Jesus isn't in that. It will only be a temporary fix, right? Sometimes we get what we want, and then we say, wow, that didn't make me happy. That didn't help me the way I thought it would. Um, because really, the only true source of that is found in Jesus. Philippians 4, 6. 
I think you know this one. It says, do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. It does not say, just fret a little bit and you can afford a little bit of anxiety about some of the things. It's so absolute. Listen to how this is like cut and dry, black and white. Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance and in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. God wants to hear about it. When you start stressing, God wants to hear about it. And you don't have to come to him and say, oh, most mighty, loving father if up in heaven if you know, say, God, I am really stressed out. I'm really sad. This makes me so mad. You said, here are some of my fireside chats. <laughs> Get real with, it's okay to be in touch with your feelings, but I'm expressing it so that I don't allow it to continue to fester and grow. And in fact, I'm saying, God, I'm needing some help right here, right now. Give me your perspective. Help me to see this person the way you see them. Lord, what? How can I pray for that person? You know, if there's somebody really bugging you, the best thing you can do is ask God, how do I pray for them? Because you're just going to stop resenting and being irritated with them. You're going to start loving on them because God is breaking your heart for what breaks yours. We say, Lord, I want your heart. I want your vision. I want to see this person. So with everything that comes up, that might produce a little bit of anxiety or a lot of anxiety about anything, in every circumstance, in everything, by prayer and definite requests with thanksgiving. Why does thanksgiving have to be in there? You know why? Because God's promises are yes and amen. And if you'll thank him in advance for the answer, what you're just doing is saying, I believe, God, that your word is going to work in this situation. I'm thanking you ahead of time, and that's called faith, calling that things that be not just as though they already are. And here is the benefit. Okay, that's a do. Now here's the blessing. Now, are God's promises yes and amen? Oh, okay, no, 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 no. That's not good enough. Are God's promises yes and amen? Yes. All right. So this is yours. Say, this is mine. And God's peace shall be yours. That tranquil state of a soul, assured of its salvation through Christ, and so fearing nothing from God and being content with its earthly lot of whatever sort that is, that peace. <laughs> I love that peace, which transcends all understanding. It might not even make sense to have peace in some situations that we face, but it transcends all understanding, and this is what that peace will do. It will garrison and mount guard over your heart and mind in Christ. Let me say that again. It will garrison and mount guard over your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Isn't our mind 99% of the problem? The thoughts that we, that we dwell on are going to produce a kind of a fruit in our life. What are we focusing on? Oh, no, I don't know how we're going to get through. I don't know how this situation can ever change. Oh, no, oh, no. Dread, fear, anxiety, stress. That can actually result in depression. Because when you feel trapped and you feel helpless, that's when hopelessness sets in. 
And the devil, believe you me, he's after your hope because it's hope on which your faith is built. If you don't have hope, you can't have the platform, the foundation for faith to believe God and especially to receive his promises. So here's the picture. Your heart and your mind, not your beating heart, but the very core of who you are, that this peace, and and go back to the beginning of that scripture, it says, and God's peace shall be yours. Now, you don't have to manufacture your own peace. This is a peace outside, above, and way beyond anything that we could ever conjure. This does not come from, from, from your own source, let's just say. So this is God's peace that will guard your heart. And it's a picture of soldiers standing shoulder to shoulder, armed and ready to attack any thought that does not line up with the word of God. Anything that's going to cause you stress, it's going to get to it first because your heart and your mind is being guarded by this peace that comes from God. It's like armed soldiers standing shoulder to shoulder guarding you what you're thinking. Now, I'm pretty sure I didn't make this up, but this is my new thing that I've been saying over myself. And you know what? I don't want you to think this is like hocus pocus, alamogocus. If I say it 10 times, then it's true. No, this is what I want. I'm believing and speaking over myself because I believe it's true. And now my mind needs to be renewed to this because sometimes I get scared about, well, I don't have the answers. I'm not sure how this is going to work, and I, I can't see the end of this. And so this is what I've begun saying over myself. I'm just too blessed to be stressed. I'm just too blessed to be stressed. I'm going to choose to focus on the blessing and not the stressing. And I'm going to say, never fear, Jesus is here. I choose, I choose blessing and rest and the peace of God over this stress. I don't have the answers, God. I don't know how this is going to come out. Because sometimes we think if we can declutter our outside environment, then I'll find peace on my inside. But see, I believe with God, just the opposite is true. If you will declutter the confusion and the pressure on the inside, learn to live a life of rest because of Jesus, then the outside will take care of itself. I truly believe that. And like I said, your situation might not change. People don't have to change. They get to decide. But also know that God is always in full pursuit of their heart. Just because they're not responding doesn't mean that God's not doing his part. All right? We get really, we get, we get a little sassy with God sometimes. God, I've been praying. I've been praying for that husband. He's not changing. I've been praying for that child. And you're not doing your part. Oh, how dare we? How dare we? The Holy Spirit is in full pursuit of that person's heart. And I know... I, I've shared this before, but, you know, I prayed a prayer like that one time, and I got a little bit rebuked by the Holy Spirit. And he said, he said, you are not the Holy Spirit. You are not the changer of men's hearts, but I am. Will you release that person and know that I am in full pursuit of their heart? They don't have to respond. They get to make a choice just like we did. And, but... The promise is when they open that door just a crack, the Holy Spirit comes in like a flood. Like light 
piercing darkness. When the light comes in, the darkness has to flee. So you just continue to pray. Just know that God is affecting their, their, the atmosphere over them. And God is talking to them. And he can find a way to get through when we have no idea how that's going to happen. So I'm determined in my own life to make better choices and I've also asked the Holy Spirit to alert me when I'm allowing pressure. And for me, I feel like it's heaviness. All of a sudden, things get heavy. It's like, ah, uh, uh, you know, and then you don't even want to start. Anybody else a procrastinator? Mm, I don't even want to deal with this. Oh, it's like stick my head in the sand. Maybe it'll go away. No, it's still there when I'm coming back. So learning to deal from a place of rest and not from a place of stress. See, now Jesus demonstrated this principle in Mark 4. You remember the story of the terrible storm that arose. And it actually says it was, it was of hurricane proportions. It was, I believe, a demonic attack through the weather because they were on the going across. I guess it was, I don't know. I'm not going to say if I didn't look it up. But they were, they were trying to reach to the other side, and there was a demoniac waiting over there that needed deliverance, and the devil didn't want Jesus to get there. So there was this huge storm going on, and here are these experienced fishermen, um, the disciples in the boat, and they're going, we're going to die. It must have been really bad, really, really bad. But where was Jesus? He was asleep in the boat. The whole time the disciples thought they were going to die, the Prince of Peace was sleeping in the same boat. Now, here's what happened. Jesus was not moved by what he saw. He was not moved by the outside situation. That storm didn't steal his peace. He's the Prince of Peace. <laughs> so what did he do? They woke him up and said, do you not care that we're perishing? he did but he wasn't afraid so look at the the difference the stress and the peace response and Jesus gets up and he commands the wind and the wave and I wish we could have seen what happened in the spirit realm because here's the prince of peace that spoke to the wind and the waves and they immediately ceased the waves flattened out and the wind ceased and I think what happened was is that a, a giant wave of peace was released from the Prince of Peace himself, and it affected everything. It changed the atmosphere. It affected what was physical by what was greater in the spiritual that came from, from the Prince of Peace himself. The Prince of Peace lives in us. The same Prince of Peace is inside of you, and he can calm any storm that we're facing. I'm a big fan of, of reading and studying um, the, the teachings of Joseph Prince. And I'm going to just share. Um, he's got a, a wonderful book. Part of what I'll be sharing with you is called Living the Let Go Life. And yes, amen. <laughs> it's good, isn't it? Um, and I'm just going to share a vision that he actually had. Because um, I think it's really um, very helpful to get a picture, right? And he said um, God showed him an inner vision. So, like, using your uh, sanctified imagination like a screen, right? And I really believe that the Holy Spirit does that for us. But he said he saw several golden tubes coming down from heaven. And he said, 
out of the ends of these tubes poured out golden oil, and it was being poured over, the, uh, over a believer, a Christian. And every pipe provided a constant supply and flow to every area of his life, such as there was a tube for his health, there was a tube for his finances, there was a tube of, of blessing, his walk with God, anointing, spiritual gifts, his sense of peace, and they were all just, just pouring blessing upon blessing on this guy, <laughs> this person. And actually, um, in Zechariah 4.12, uh, Zechariah had a similar vision. So it's kind of cool if you wanted to say, hey, that doesn't sound like God. Well, God had um, given a similar vision, and that's found in Zechariah 4. But when worry began in any one of these areas, what he said he saw, the end of the golden pipe got squeezed shut. It was constricted. And the supply, though, never stopped flowing. But the worry constricted the flow of it on the other end. There was no shortage of supply, but worry and fear had stopped the flow. Do you not know that the root of stress is really fear? It's really fear. Fear that we can't handle something. Fear that it's not going to change. Fear that we can't control. Fear that we'll not be able to cope. But Jesus' finished work on the cross provided a flow of blessings into every area of our lives. I believe we all have golden pipes with golden oil that God is supplying from heaven. I, it was part of my offering message. God is a God of supply. He, he doesn't withhold any good thing from us. And he is making provision for every area of our lives. So there's no problem with the supply, but if we're living in fear or worry in any area, it literally chokes out the supply that is still available to us. It constricts the flow. So this sounds a little simplistic, but the secret is this. Stop worrying. <laughs> Easier said than done, right? We're going to walk through that together. But the secret is to let go and let his supply flow. Your job is not to worry about your kids, moms. I know we think that's our job. If I don't worry, who's going to? Well, worry is fear. Worry is constricting the flow, exactly what you want to see happening with your kids. Worrying is not going to accomplish that. You're not to worry about these things, but learning to let go and let God relieve stress and creates rest. So let me ask you, what do you need to let go of today? What do you need to let go of today? Worry comes when you turn to any other source than God to supply because worry is a fear of lack. This isn't going to work. I don't know how this is going to work. So when we feel, sometimes, ladies, we feel like we have to have all the answers. We have to fix every situation. We have to be everybody's savior, including our own. And we turn to ourselves for that source. You're, putting, you're setting yourself up for worry. You're setting yourself up for fear. You're setting yourself up for failure. The problem was not in the supply. The, water, the, the, the supply is there with God. The problem is in the receiving end. And so what do we do? What, how do we remedy that situation? So everybody just say, let not, let go. Okay, let me give, give you the scripture for that. John 14, 27, Jesus is speaking. Another verse about peace. 
peace I leave with you. My own peace I now give and bequeath to you. Now, you don't receive anything um, bequeathed until somebody dies, right? But Jesus was going to the cross, and these are some of the last words he said to his disciples. Um, this was the night in which he was betrayed. This is the night that he was arrested, the night that the whole um, march to the cross began. And he's saying, peace I leave with you. I'm giving you something that you can count on. You know, the disciples had a long, hard road ahead of them. You know that Peter was crucified upside down? You know, most of them were martyred, quite honestly. But they had something given to them, bequeathed to them by Jesus himself. He says, peace I leave with you. My own peace I now give and bequeath to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. And here's the first let not. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Now that doesn't mean, that says to me, I have some responsibility in this who's supposed to let not I am you are we have a choice and sometimes we feel like we don't we're so used to reacting that we don't choose to respond here's a good example so let not your heart be troubled like when I was saying Lord I need my 14 page notes if I'm going to minister to access tonight he says shh And I sensed his peace. He says, don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let it be afraid. And in, in, in the Amplified, it says, stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and disturbed and do not per permit yourselves to be fearful and intimidated and cowardly and unsettled. Wow. Wow. We bear some responsibility in making that kind of a choice. Maybe we didn't know that we could make that kind of a choice but the word of God is saying that we can so I love again that peace is our inheritance as daughters of the prince of peace it belongs to you in fact it already lives inside of you so tap into the source that was bequeathed to us by Jesus neither let it be afraid you cannot afford to allow yourselves is what this verse is saying, to be agitated and disturbed, fearful, intimidated, cowardly, and unsettled. And it almost is just saying, just stop it. Stop it. Knock it off. It's kind of what I hear people like, just stop it. You say, but I can't. Yes, you can. Okay? I don't think we know that we can, but we can let not, let go, and let God. And God will show up if we take off the restriction of the blessing he's trying to get to us by refusing to allow our hearts to be troubled. Hmm. All right. Isaiah 30, 15 says, For thus said the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, In returning to me and resting in me, you shall be saved. And I love this. This was the other thing that he kept whispering to me that day, that I was tempted to be very agitated and disturbed and intimidated and all that fearful stuff. And he just kept saying, in quietness and confidence shall be your strength. Not confidence in me. I was scared out of my mind. I think I knew. And God said, put your confidence in me and stay quiet before me. See, grace and blessing will flow to those areas in our lives where we let go and let God. 
Let go of worry, let go of fear and anxiety. Let go of what is even out of our control. Ladies, when we feel like we have to control everything, man, that causes us stress because the truth is we can't. We cannot control everything. The only thing that you do have control over is your own response in your own heart. All right. Let's just go to Matthew 11. 28 through 30 in the message. If we could put that. Daniel, are you back there? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I have, a, I have a PowerPoint, and I really would like it up there. Thank you, Celeste. She's awesome. Uh, I'll read it to you, and I'm hoping that we'll get it up there in a second, because we're going to spend a few minutes talking together at your tables about this particular passage. Matthew 11, 28 through 30 from the Message Bible. It says, are you tired? Are you worn out? Burned out on religion, religion not meaning a denomination, but religion is the idea that we have to perform to earn anything from God. And that is not about relationship, is it? God does not require our performance before he, he showed us love. He loved us first. He loves us just the way we are. Our performance didn't earn any favor with God. He gives it to us freely. Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Jesus is speaking here. Thank you. A real rest. And that's why I started out saying today, there is no real rest without Jesus. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. And I love the three W's there. Walk, work, and watch. Walk with me. Don't walk alone. Work with me. He's got all the help that you need. Watch how I do it. Sometimes we take a step back and say, God, I don't know how you're going to do it, but I know you're faithful. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Here's our temple. How are we flowing? What is the rhythm of your life? I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. If something gets heavy, it's not from God. Right? And he says, keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Now, how many of you think that would be great to be living freely and lightly? Amen. So this is how we're trading in our stress for his rest. There's no real rest without Jesus. He'll give us the real getaway. He'll do something better in us that vacation ever could. I'm still going on vacation. I don't know about you. But learn from him. Walk, work, and watch. And learn the unforced rhythms of his grace. Grace is undeserved. It's unmerited. But, oh, it's just what he wants us to be able to receive. 